0: Pain science number three, pain and running injuries. Welcome to the Run Smarter Podcast, the podcast helping you overcome your current and future running injuries by educating and transforming you into a healthier, stronger and smarter runner. My name is Brody Sharp. I'm the guy to reach out to when you finally decided enough is enough with your persistent running injuries. I'm a physiotherapist, the owner of the Breakthrough Running Clinic and your podcast host. I'm excited to bring you today's lesson and to add to your ever-growing running knowledge. Let's work together to overcome your running injuries, getting you to that starting line and finishing strong. So let's take it away. Welcome back. Today we're going to talk a little bit more about running. Yay. I think it's been a bit different the last two episodes, not really delving into some running examples, but I've made the decision to lay down some of this groundwork. The pain science isn't always going to be running related, but hopefully you can reflect on your own running experiences with the lessons that you've learned the past two episodes. And now we're just going to dive into some really nice examples. Before we do so, let's recap. I have a few dot points of the lessons we've learned the last two episodes so that we can get into the right frame of mind before delving into the episode. So what can we recap on? All pain that is experienced is a normal response to what your brain thinks is a threat. Pain from inflammation promotes healing and is a short-term process. What is left is the nervous system and the brain producing pain. The amount of pain doesn't necessarily reflect tissue damage and can be influenced by context, beliefs, memory, emotional processes and chronic hypersensitivity that the brain has established from past experiences. This can become persistent and thoughts, beliefs become more involved and start contributing to the problem. So that's a recap. And let's start off with when you are injured, when you have an injury, what beliefs do you have about that injury? Or what language are other athletes, coaches, health professionals using when talking about your injury? Because this can all relate to the urgency that the brain creates. I had a runner come into my clinic the other day and she was kind of laughing about it, but she had a knee issue. And as soon as she was talking to the runners in her running club, all she needed to say was, I have knee pain. And they would always come back at her, oh, it's this, oh, it's this. I had that pain, it's this. They have no professional background, but it's within human nature to try and help someone out and say, okay, I've had knee pain. This has helped me in the past. This is what you need to do. I had a similar client talk about parenting. They just became a new dad. And he was saying that as soon as you have a new baby, everyone wants to put in their two cents about parenting. Everyone can parent different. Everyone has their own individual theory on how you should raise your kid. And it's just funny as soon as someone mentions that they're a, a new dad or a new parent, and they say, oh, this is how you need to raise your your child. People just want to help out. It's a it's a natural instinct, but can sometimes be detrimental. If you have a very minor injury and you go to your running club and you say, oh, I've had this and someone tries to help out and say, oh, I had that pain. It was the worst. I had it for six months. Couldn't get it better. Um, I eventually got it better because I did X. The brain can naturally think, oh, maybe this is worse than I thought. And that creates a belief. As we know, belief and context amplify pain and can manifest a deeper threat, a more of a severe threat and can have a direct relation with the amount of healing times and your overall recovery process. So what beliefs have you established about your injury? What language are your coaches and athletes and other health professionals using when it comes to your injury? Because all of this has a direct influence. I thought I'd list some beliefs that I have scene when I'm assessing and treating runners that I thought I might include. So here it goes, see if uh, you've heard any of these. I get plantar fasciitis because my I have collapsing feet. I have flat feet and I'm always destined to have plantar fasciitis. The other one I can think of is while I'm running or while I'm exercising, my glutes don't fire and therefore I get a lot of, or they say, oh, my glutes aren't firing on the right side. And that's causing right-sided foot pain, knee pain, hip pain, back pain. Another one I commonly hear is... Just quickly chiming in here to let you scholars know, I have just updated my five-day injury prevention challenge. This is one email per day for five days, learning new concepts and diving into the science on how you can reduce your risk of injury. The sign-up link is in the show notes, so fill in your details and I'll be waiting for you in email number one tomorrow my hips are out and i need to realign readjust my hips in order to feel better another common one i have one leg longer than the other and that is contributing to my running injuries all of these are extremely disempowering and as we know there are threatening like all these statements are very threatening to the brain and Your brain is concerned about your survival. If you continuously feed your brain with these thoughts and the fear of certain activities, the fear of injury, this can all produce more pain from the brain. But also the fact that it is so disempowering. You can't change if one foot's longer than the other, if you have collapsing feet. It's something you can't control and puts you at a a victimized mental state. And if you just play the victim, it's very hard to get control of some running injuries and in control of your rehab. Because when it comes down to the science, it doesn't matter if it doesn't matter the shape of your foot or your ankle when it comes to plantar fasciitis or running-related injuries. It's been shown that foot uh, leg length discrepancy needs to be more than two centimeters, where most people fall into two mil, five mil even 10 mil, but you have to get to 20 mil in order for it to influence your running style. I've never seen a runner who genuinely has hips that are out or need to be realigned. I don't even know what that means and I'm a physio. So make sure you're not disempowering yourself with these beliefs and the narrative that you give your injuries or the reason that you give your injuries. So in my experience, I'm guilty of returning from an injury. I think we can all relate to this. If I've had, say, two weeks of a certain injury and then getting back into running, I'm constantly thinking about that injury before I run, during my run, and after my run. Even just if I had a calf injury a couple of weeks ago, when I would get back to running, I'd start conservatively, but every step I'm like, okay, is my calf pain there? Is my calf pain there? Is my calf pain there? there?" what is the brain meant to tell itself? It's hyper aware of that area. It knows that you're super protective of that area and it's going to send signals that help reflect that. It's only trying to help, but if you're not helping your brain itself, then it can delay the recovery process. On the other hand, when I do see a client who had a month of, say, hip pain, And then I see them six months down the track. And I say, oh, how's your hip pain going? And they're like, oh, haven't really thought about it. Actually, I can't even remember which side it was on. Was it on the right side or the left side? Very, very good signs that you have moved on and the brain is no longer thinking about it. As opposed to if I say, oh, how's your hip pain been going? Oh, yeah, I still worry about it. I'm still worried about sleeping on that side. Um, It's no pain right now, but I just make sure that I take things really cautiously. I'm just hyper aware of how I move, how I twist, how I cross my legs and what side I'm sleeping on. It goes to show that they haven't exactly moved on. The brain is still a bit worried about that area. Not great signs when it comes to pain science and full recovery. The other scenario that I think about when we're talking about pain and pain for runners is how someone can train for a half marathon if they are injured they training sessions, they're feeling a bit sore, they're not too sure if they're going to feel ready. Every time they go out and train, they think about it and it's still a little bit sore. But then they actually decide to commit to their race. And during the actual race, they're totally fine. They're totally fine during the race, they're totally fine afterwards, they feel great. How many times does that actually happen? And that's because you're no longer thinking about it. Within the race, you've got the atmosphere, you've got the music, you've got other people, you're feeling great Everyone loves race day. Well, I know I do. You're in a better positive emotional state and that all reflects the brain and understandably why at the end of the race, you're not feeling any pain. You don't feel any pain during and then usually people go back to their normal running routine and sometimes that pain can come back. So next time you have a new running injury or if a previous injury starts to resurface, really think about the questions that you tell yourself or the statements that you give yourself And see if those questions and statements are actually working against you or working for you. I came up with a couple of examples of some statements that you might say that aren't working for you. So if you say, oh my god, another injury. Maybe my hips are out again. Will this be another six months of me dealing with this injury like I had last time? Will I have to miss out on my upcoming race? Will I have to pay another fortune for... GPs, MRIs, physio visits. My running buddies are going to think I'm really weak or faking it, making it all up. Have a think. Do, you, do those sort of thoughts creep in when you are injured? Definitely not serving you. Here's a bit of a positive reflection that can work for you. So if we have the same example, someone can say to themselves, okay, let's think back. Was there anything I did differently in my training that has produced this injury or resurface this old injury? If so, let's take some proactive steps over the next few days and in the future make sure that that build-up or that mistake that I made in my training doesn't happen again. There's no trauma. I didn't fall over or knock or twist anything or pop anything. There wasn't any huge danger in my training that I did. There should be no real threat and no significant damage. I'm still strong. I'm still healthy. And the body will do its thing to recover. So it's just these statements, the mindset that you put yourself in, even if you don't truly believe it. If you even if you tell yourself these, you can start to slowly believe it, and the brain will settle itself down and reflect the amount of pain and the recovery accordingly. If things somehow do become persistent, there's a cool, there's a nice uh, few tips that is illustrated in the explained pain book, which I'll go through now. So it says here, think of the following guidelines that may help with your pain. Make sure that any injury or disease which requires urgent medical attention is dealt with. All ongoing pain states require medical examination. Make sure that any prescribed help makes sense to you and to your understanding of the problem. Ask the therapist, is there any scientific studies supporting what is proposed? And it's just making sure that you fully understand it, fully comprehend it, And that can help settle down the brain because if you're confused, if you walk out of the consultation totally puzzled of what's going on, that can manifest some urgency in the brain. The third tip was have all your questions answered satisfactorily. Make sure you fully understand all the questions that have been answered that you've asked. Number four, avoid uh, total dependence on any practitioner. You must take control. So any passive treatments, make sure it's followed up with some really empowering, active goals for you to take away so that you can keep in control. If someone, if a health practitioner is only doing hands-on therapy and you are solely relying on their hands-on therapy, it's very disempowering. The last tip is to always have goals that are understood by both you and the clinician. These could be physical, social, And work oriented goals, which allow some quantifiable way of measuring your progress. So there are some nice tips if you are feeling overwhelmed or feeling disempowered. Just follow those steps. Remember that you are the owner of your pain, no more than anyone else. In the end, it's you who has the most power to manage and get rid of it yourself. I hope this episode and this season has left you better informed and feeling in control. If you understand the science behind the pain state, it can help your future injuries, your recovery, and just the, ho- the overall experience that you give it. We always say that knowledge is power, but knowledge can also be a great liberator. So hopefully this whole season has done that for you. If you do so have any questions, I do try and relate this to the everyday runner, not get too scientific. But if you do have any questions... I am available in the Facebook group. You can reach out. I am available on Instagram. You can type at Brody.sharp. I'll be more than happy to answer anything that you do have to make sense of what's going on. Season three is done and dusted. I hope you've enjoyed. Take care. Enjoy your running. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Running Smarter Podcast. I hope you can see the impact this content will have on your future running. If you want to continue expanding your knowledge, please subscribe to the podcast and keep listening. If you want to learn quicker, jump into the Facebook group titled Become a Smarter Runner. If you want tailored education and physio rehab, you can personally work with me at breakthroughrunning.physio. Thank you so much once again. And remember, knowledge is power.